The Rocky Nell Show. This podcast is brought to you by... You can listen to The Rocky Nell Show on your smartphone. Just download the Podbean app from your app store. The links are on the Rock 103 website at rock103.ca, where you can find the podcast playlist. Before you watch any more videos, I'd like you to know that I am inviting you now to join for free with me, the world's largest straight one line of people like I did. Best online decision I ever made. Just click on the link below or type in on your browser, rock103.globalmoneyline.com. It only takes two minutes to join. It's free and it builds your global list for you. Every pro online marketer knows no list equals no money. So what are you waiting for? It's free. Again, the link is rock103.globalmoneyline.com. Join now. The Rocky Nell Show. How to stop thinking about the past. Here are seven expert tips. How to stop thinking about the past. It's perfectly normal to think about the past. However, sometimes we can find ourselves thinking about the past so much that it begins to have a negative effect on our life in the present. It's easy for our minds to get stuck in the past and sometimes it's difficult to bring ourselves back to the present moment. A selected group of experts were asked to give their best advice on how to stop thinking about the past and here's what they said. Number one, we're hardwired to think about the past. This was by Elizabeth Vanderweel, Principal Consultant at Hand in Your Dark Consulting. One reason we think about the past so much is that we are wired to do so. Lots of our basic wiring is still in place from when we were prey more often than not. Our default settings are designed to keep us safe and thinking about the past in a way we do this. Frustratingly, We focus primarily on bad things in the past. Again, this is designed to help us avoid bad things happening again. This is why gratitude journals are so important for people who want to shift away from this. We literally won't remember the good stuff unless we work at it. Also holding a memorial service for a past event aspect of self or relationship is a good way to move forward in gratitude for how the past has contributed to the person you are now. Another helpful thing to understand about memories is that they degrade with each touch, like an oil painting. If an aspect of the past seems to be haunting you, knowing that This is a ghost that bears very little resemblance after so many touches to actual events or people who help exorcise it. Number two, use your body to help you move on from the past. This is by Vanessa Broers, a life and performance coach. One of the biggest missed opportunities when moving away from thinking so much about the past is paying more attention to the body. We spend so much time trying to control and influence our thinking, but these past-based emotions comes from the unconscious mind and the body is the unconscious mind. What I mean by that is that the body has stored emotional memory. The central nervous system is always scanning your inner and outer environment, looking for threats that it has experienced before 
so as not to repeat them. When we miss, however, is that even when we are training our minds to be focused on the future by setting new goals or changing our outer circumstances, the body responds by sending old familiar emotional signals like fear, doubt, and overwhelm to pull you back to what is comfortable and familiar. For example, the past. The point being, even if you set your mind to something, you have to get and keep your body on board if you want to really change and stop thinking about the past. The present always feels calm, neutral, peaceful, abundant, and limitless. If we're not in this state, we're likely in a projection of past difficult emotional experiences. Uploaded up through the body and mind responds by thinking about it. Emotional and thoughts are two sides of the same coin. You can train your body through both breath work and meditation to gradually release these old stored emotional memories in the body and actually condition it into a more peaceful state. As you do this over time, you gradually live in the present for longer and longer periods of time. You also find that when you encounter new challenges, they don't knock you off your center as long as they used to. Try this. Set a timer for five minutes. In that time, take deep, long, slow breaths, imagining holding the energy at the top of your head. Hold the breath, then release and relax. Repeat this for five minutes. Then sit for 15 to 45 minutes after and feel yourself enter a much calmer, more neutral space. Allow whatever thoughts and feelings to just come up and disappear. The breath helps calm the mind so that the body can relax. The more you do this, the more the body learns that the emotionally stored memories are of the past and no longer try so hard to influence the mind to ruminate on them, leaving space to meet and enjoy the present. Number three, reframing the event or memory can help you to let it go. This is by Eli Blue Lewis, a certified hypnotist at NYC Hypnosis Center. Everyone is shaped or impacted by past events. Even people who don't think about them are still impacted by them. Regardless of what my clients want to work on, I find that the unconscious mind is holding on to an event from the past that is causing the challenge. Our past experiences shape the way we see the world. As an example, Someone who has been cheated on may have a difficult time trusting others or may become obsessed with their partner because of the infidelity. A child who only wants love from a parent may feel unworthy or unimportant because of a verbally abusive parent. Ask yourself, what would you say to your child if they were impacted by a memory they could not stop thinking about? then say that out loud to yourself in the mirror. By tapping into the conscious mind in hypnosis, we can reframe the event or memory and help you to let it go. Number four, give yourself the closure your mind is seeking. This is by Heather Zed Leons, a licensed psychologist and owner of the Baltimore Therapy Group. When we find it's difficult to let go of the past, it's usually because we haven't gotten closure. 
When we have what psychologists call unfinished business or incomplete gestalts, we're more apt to perseverate on that experience in an attempt to bring the experience to completion. Think about looking at a photograph. What holds the most attention for you? One where all of the details of someone's face are in view or one where part of the face is obstructed or maybe where someone is turned away. The mystery holds our attention as we try to complete the image in our minds. The same is true of the relationships and events in our lives. For this reason, the best advice is to create ways to close the gestalt. You might also consider sitting two chairs across from each other. Sit in one and imagine that person is sitting across from you and talk to them. When what you're trying to get over is related to an event, consider visiting the location and staying there for a while to allow yourself to imagine the event. Number five, the past is an old melody that can be reharmonized. This is by Michael Elke, a clinical psychologist. Sigmund Freud felt that we repeated and replayed the past so often because we had an obsessive desire to make it better and have it redeemed in the present. He called it the repetition compulsion. So here's the key. It's not possible or even healthy to stop thinking about the past. Like the characters in the movie, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Though we yearn for a magic cure for our torments, it would also erase our greatest joys. Instead of stopping the past, try to find ways in which the past is alive in the present and provide some insight and space for some new creative act to help your story unfold with greater possibility. As Emily Dickinson said, I dwell in possibility, a fairer house than prose. In other words, try to catch the past attempts at replaying the old scripts and notice why it has felt so inevitable, what it has been trying to protect, and what it is trying to open the way for. Viewed musically, the past is an old theme that we can make into a new variation. Or put another way, it is an old melody that can be reharmonized. This isn't always easy to do on our own, which is why therapy could be so useful. Therapy is one of the best technologies we have for helping us to make something creative out of the past, moving from what is just familiar and repetitive to that which feels strangely and refreshingly new. Number six. The present moment is the only time period in which we actually live. This is by Anne-Marie Emanuele, a creative director and founder of Mindful Frontiers. Amongst meditation experts, the understanding of why we think about the past so much is that the past is an experience of our life to which we attach meaning because we live the details of the events personally. Our ego also clings strongly to the past because it is where a sense of our identity lies. The reason past thoughts are problematic is that we mix them up with actual reality, thereby creating a faulty story of suffering. In the Buddhist teaching of the five skanda, five conditions, 
We interact with our environment to create what we ordinarily perceive as conventional human reality as opposed to actual reality. From the Five Conditions, an article by Sensei Sean Murphy. Through meditation and mindfulness, the Five Conditions help us understand our perceptions, past conditioning, and personal history that causes suffering. It is presented that a chain that begins with sensation, perception, first encounter with a thought, followed by feeling, like or dislike, proceeds with reaction, emotions related to the thought, and then with interpretation, where the thought enters consciousness. And if left unchecked, will end up in the story, the place where meaning is created around the thought, usually faulty and irrational, that causes suffering. When a person meditates using open awareness, a type of meditation practice during which all thoughts and awareness are allowed and acknowledged, they are accepting whatever comes to mind at the moment. During an open awareness practice, thoughts come and go with equanimity, non-judgment or attachment. With practice, this kind of mindful meditation allows us to be focused on the present moment and not to get distracted by past thoughts. We don't ruminate about them or let them take over our consciousness with stories of pain and suffering. That would be called gasping, clinging, and aversion, which is explained in the second of the Four Noble Truths of Buddhism. By accepting thoughts with equanimity and allowing them to dissipate, we understand that there is a way out of suffering, the third noble truth. Though meditation, mindfulness, non-attachment, and self-compassion, the fourth noble truth, we can reach enlightenment, which is basically just a calm state of present moment awareness that all is well here and now. The more a person practices mindful meditation skills, the better and more proficient the person will become in not allowing their minds to ruminate about the past. As explained in Altered Traits by Daniel Coleman and Richard Davidson, when a group of highly experienced meditators were studied, other signs of the yogi's expertise include stopping and starting meditative states in seconds, and effortlessly in meditation particularly amongst the most seasoned. This suggests that a proficient meditator may be able to come in and out of present moment, awareness and relaxation, thereby not getting caught up in ruminating the past. And number seven, it takes practice. This is by Rachel Austin, a chartered occupational psychologist and founder of Austin Advisory. From an evolutionary perspective, our minds are built to zoom into negative information and hold on to it as a protection mechanism. In some ways, this is helpful. You don't want to forget there is a predator around or in modern day, step in front of a bus. It's difficult to see the upside and it takes work. We have to put effort into looking at the brighter side but we can counteract this negativity bias with practice. For example, try spending a few minutes each day thinking about what you're grateful for 
and asking yourself, what have I learned from this? I hope you found this podcast informative. If you have any comments or questions or any ideas for a future episode regarding this topic, please send them to the Rocky Nell Show at rockynellentertainment.ca. I'll be looking forward to reading them and creating new content for the show. You can check out this and other episodes on the Rock 103 website at rock103.ca. There is a link or two that goes directly to the podcasts. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. The Rocky Nell Show.